episode of the FamCast, Free Alternative Media, coming to you live and direct from the Dirty South. I'm here with my co-host, T-Hill from T-Ville, and my boy, Copious Cones, and we're about to get shit started. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, and partly it's my fault. You know, I've been a little behind, but hey. It ain't just you, man. Things have been really busy and hectic lately. This world has been going crazy. It has, it has. But hey, we're back like we never left. Right? <laughs> right. No about to hit the ground running. Coming up this week for our current events, uh, I got a couple stories. You want to you start off with or you want me to do it? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So 11 years ago, this guy named William Dunn, they call him Big Will, set out on a mission to help young kids growing up without a father figure. Nowadays, if you don't have a father, man, it's, it's, it's tough. tough. It's Exactly. And what he does, he reaches out to the foster homes and started taking out kids uh, like 20 to 50, just like a little group together. Mm-hmm. Just take them, show them out, have a good day, and you know, spend time with them. And he was helping this one foster kid, you know, talk to him and basically be a mentor. Eventually, little did he know that the kids started doing better in school, stopped getting in trouble as often, and basically started showing more respect to their mom and other women. So once he realized the lifelong impact that he had on that kid's life, he opened up his nonprofit named Take a Kid Fishing Incorporated. And you know how fishing teaches patience and yeah. so many other things, whether you win or lose, it's just to be out there and just be a part of it. But nice. yeah, man, in 11 years, this That's man's awesome. been going strong and- Shout out to Clearwater. Still to this day, they're keeping That's it- so hard Yeah, working. every year, every year. Beautiful, beautiful. So, uh, I've, what I've got is a local car community comes together in two days to form a parade of 83 drivers for a stranger's birthday. This is from the Good News Network. Okay. A devoted single mom was looking for a budget-friendly way to give her son a special birthday, so she reached out on Facebook to the local car community and their response left her speechless. Michaela Freeman was hoping to urge a few motor enthusiasts to form a car parade down their street near Nashville. My son's eighth birthday is Sunday, she wrote. He's a major car guy. The plea was shared 550 times and Michaela's wish was granted. Within two days, it sparked the generosity of 83 drivers who showed up at noon on a recent Sunday. With large Mylar balloons tied in the front yard, Tristan was brought outside to witness an endless stream of gorgeous cars tooting their horns and passing birthday wishes and gifts through the open windows. Over 100 strangers showed up in the Laverne neighborhood to surprise the eight-year-old. Especially welcome were those driving the Challenger Hellcats and McLaren's Tristan's two favorite cars. Nice. <laughs> That's so lit. What a good mom and a big shout out to the tuner car community. People, yeah, they actually went out there. Car enthusiasts. The kid was having the time of his life, I already know. <laughs> Finally... I'm not sure if you do this, but deforestation in Brazil fell by 66% in August versus the same month last Ooh, year. Yeah, yes. so we're, we're doing a little bit better, at least in the South American countries. Brazil's president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, previously led Brazil from the 2003 to 2010. He returned into office vowing to protect the Amazon and those indigenous people that lived nice. amongst them. Respect. And he said, there's no future for the Amazon and its people. There'll be no future for the planet either. His government in April already issued decrees recognizing six new indigenous territories, authorizing indigenous people to occupy the land and have exclusive use over its resources. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so giving back to the community is, is dope. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Mowgli, so what's our next segment? Our next segment is probably my favorite one, Media That Moves You. We're going to give you some music to check out. I'm going to share one of the recent projects I've been working on, and we'll give you some good visual content to check out as well. All right, so what we got first? So up first, we've got a new track by my homie Cody Kelly, also known as Adapt, in collaboration with another great bass artist, Stupid Thick. name of this track is Wub Unit. Check it out. Thank <laughs> you. 
address this unit in that manner what did you think that was some heat huh all right this is for you edm fans out there he was on our last episode right he's been on the show before it's not for no reason you can find that track on stupid thick soundcloud where there's links to other music listening platforms as well and if you go follow both of their accounts on hype edit you get a free download go check it out so I remember you saying that you had something for us. Yes, sir. I just wanted to share a track I've been working on called Stand Up. It's not released yet, but just wanted to play a snippet of what I've been doing in the studio. All right, y'all. Stay tuned. Unreleased music. Every day, stand up. If you had to stare some demons in the face, stand up. If you're not too proud to kneel when you pray, stand up. Worldwide, we stand up. It's the global anthem from the Bronx to Baton Rouge to the Bay, stand up. New Zealand, Nicaragua, and Norway, stand up. From Uganda to Ukraine to Uruguay, stand up. Worldwide, we stand up. It's the global anthem. I got the blueprint. Success all in my shoe prints. And yo, you know I always support, but I tell you what, this right here, I think, is one of your one of your best ones yet. Thank you, thank you. Bro. Yeah, I definitely was going for, you know, kind of a global, international vibe. I researched all the names of the countries that I could fit into that tempo that all started with the same letters per line and then ended with the same letters or the same sound going down the end of each bar. Yeah, you did that. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, y'all stay tuned. Stand-ups will be dropping soon, coming to all platforms near you. Y'all definitely go support. Now, what do you have for your visuals? of the month. So lately I've been watching this show called Woke. Uh, it is the story of a black cartoon artist out in San Francisco in the Bay Area. Okay. Uh, and it kind of just as a fresh take on, on what is and what's not PC these days. And uh, it's the story of him and he lives with his two roommates and it, it, it's it's hilarious. So it's like a cartoon version. No, no. He, it's a, it, it's a, it's got real life actors in it. The main character draws cartoons. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's kind of his journey as an artist from drawing a, like a really kind of boring uh, comic strip called Toast and Butter for the newspaper uh, <laughs> until he, he finds his way into artivism, like art activism. Yeah. After, yeah, after he... He gets tackled by a cop for no reason for hanging up flyers. So okay, and so what was the name of this movie again? It's called Woke. It's a it's a TV show on Hulu. A TV show on Hulu. Yeah. All right. All yeah, right. it's hilarious and uh, on point too. Okay, so your media that moves you was on the West Coast, the Bay. I'm gonna keep it on the East Coast and talk about uh, my home state of Georgia. All right. So there's a TV show on Hulu called Atlanta. Uh-huh. Which is produced by a guy named Donald Glover, or as most people know him as, Childish Gambino. He's been in shows like 30 Rock, a show called Community, and also had chart-topping songs like that Feels Like Summer song, or that song, This Is America. But yeah, Childish Gambino, he's got a mind on him. Is it crazy? Yeah, man, it's, it's about a rapper in Atlanta. Donald Glover is actually his cousin slash manager. So they go literally all around different clubs and places in Atlanta. It's a great show. And the thing I like about it is that the different locations in Georgia uh-huh. are actual locations in Georgia. Yeah, so you can yeah. actually go visit. Sure, I mean, they say this is the new Hollywood, bro. I'm t- it's black Hollywood, I'm telling you. So yeah. Check it out. Atlanta. Peace up. A-Town. <laughs> that concludes our Media That Moves You section. Now to our main topic of the day. And we're back. Here in the studio today, we've got my homie Drew, who is the mind behind Copious Cones. Drew, where are you from? All right, so my name is Drew. I'm originally from, I guess you could say, Oglethorpe County, which is... Oglethorpe? Because, like, you know, we don't go by towns because it's such a small community. It's just 15 minutes east of Athens. But no one knows where that stuff's at. So okay. you drive past it all the time. 
I've heard of Oglethorpe yeah. University. Yeah, I definitely. I, 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 I grew up in Atlanta. Two different Oglethorpe University. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's definitely one of those like first established communities with the thirteen colonies because they got stones. Uh, yeah, that's like, like, Oglethorpe is like seventeen hundred something, but it's a, such a small town. It's like yeah, it's nothing. One of the Quaker boys, huh? <laughs> there is a Quaker church there. <laughs> yeah, so there, there, is. there you have it. There you have it. And is that where you currently reside? I still live in Oglethorpe. Still live in Oglethorpe. Any plans of ever leaving? No. What's that? What's that movie? Uh, what is it? Big Fish. You know oh, that yeah, town yeah. where the people are all barefoot and they never leave. <sighs> and they throw their shoes over the power lines. It's not that bad, but I've traveled enough to where it's like, dude. Sometimes just being out in the country is kind of where you want to be. Oh, yeah. Is that why you like stay there? Because it's secluded, kind of away from everything. It's not really well where I stay. It's not really secluded, but. It's like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 10 minutes Central. there. It's like very centralized. My in-laws stay 30 seconds down the road for like babysitter services. So uh, that works uh, out. Nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, you said in-laws and I hear babysitter. So, mm -hmm. uh, I am married. I see the ring on your finger. So. It glows in the dark because my wife doesn't want people hitting on me when we're at like a show or something. That's nice. Not, I like that. Nice. Wife has got and it I can't get it off. Like, or really? I can, but. Stuck. You're like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And we do have a son. His name is Milo. He's Milo. How old's Milo? He's four. Four. What's he like? <sighs> that says a four-year-old boy with like no regards to like order. Order. But like also they're four. They're gonna be rambunctious, wild. Sure. Yeah. Know, likes to jump on his bed and watch TV. I did too. He knows well, how to work a remote, which is nuts. I went to a school with a guy named Milo, one of the smartest guys in the class. That's like, good. So, like, he got tested a while back, and he's above his age level. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is he, about the Milos, but know, he's, he's cute. Sounds, well, he's got a big head too, so you know that brain is like just perfect. Juicing, he's just juicing. He's very creative. He's just taking oranges and just cranking them over his skull. Well, he was saying stuff like Brontosaurus and Pterodactyl wow. at two. Wow. So that's crazy. It's like so, full syllables, and it's like so. We got a future archaeologist on our hands, huh? I hope not. <laughs> a lot of money. I think that would be a paleontologist. No, both. It could be archaeologist. Both. Well, yeah, I guess it's both. It's all. all yeah, it's dirt. They're all gonna yeah. dig in the dirt. For no money. <laughs> cool, man. Well, um, Drew and I met here in Atlanta uh, in the live music scene. We both are artists. You remember the show? Like, what show you met at? My Secret Valentine's My Secret two. Valentine's 2. Yep. Who was uh, that? It was a warehouse rave thrown by Reflective Events okay. in okay. Atlanta. Very, very like fun. Like a year or two ago. It was a great time. Uh, I was there selling paintings. He was there selling his jewelry and his tie-dye. There you go. And uh, I ran into you again recently at the Somatost show at, what was that, Aisle 5? Aisle 5. They that was let a great me bend, which is weird because they normally don't allow vendors, but they're like, hey, Come on. Like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was cool. Yes. You had a nice setup, a nice display. and uh, So tell us a little bit about your craft. What do you create? So I create one-of-a-kind pinecone jewelry out of the pine cones out of hey. California. Out of California? Yeah, so I have to special order these because um, they're so dense. It's the world's densest pine cone. I should have brought some. What kind of trees do they come from? Um, knob cone. Knob so they're cones? like super knobby. It's like cutting into a solid chunk of wood. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so I get them, I clean them to the best of my abilities because they come covered in sap. Sure, they get yeah. cured to where all the sap just oozes out. Yeah. So I clean them, start slicing away, coat them in epoxy resin. And I made glass as well. Like, I got, I made this guy mm -hmm. out of a dichroic glass. Dichroic? Cool. Yeah, I was blessed with a kiln for free. Nice. Dang. What? So it's like, nice. why not take advantage <laughs> of learning something new and also being able to create something else for myself? Like, it's not just the pine cone stuff. It's glass pendants. It's uh, like little trays. Um, I can try to do stuff, but it, it's a learning curve too. So. God, do they just like not want the kiln anymore, or they just so yeah, they the kiln. right? Oh, okay, crazy. so my mom does pottery. There's only oh, one wow. clay company in all of Georgia. Her boyfriend's mother owns it. Mm. So she's been going to them for all of her clay and pottery needs for decades. 
And then the mother, she does glasswork on the side. And she's gotten to a point in age where she can't do anything. It's just sitting there. So she's like, hey, are y'all y'all are artists. Go have fun. And it's like an $800 kiln, brand new. Still looking out. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I almost burned my, my porch down with it. <laughs> it gets that hot. And it's just... Oh, so to melt glass, it gets like 1,300, 1,500 degrees. I used to unload pottery at like 400 degrees. Gracious. Yeah, yeah I've, I've unloaded pottery before, but not glass. Uh, never. I probably want to take like a pottery class, you know. Just to... Y'all hear some scratching sounds in the background, and that's our dog. Who <laughs> just really wanted to participate. Hey, Mimi. You know, new people. She loves it. You got any, you got any pets? I do not have any pets. I do have the kid. That's enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we work all the time, like regular jobs. So we just, yeah. I'm not going to put an animal through that. So. Yeah, heard that. But one day, one day, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You said normal job. What do you normally do? I work at a production plant. Uh, I did sign a paper saying I won't really talk about exactly what I do. Not NDA. Because there's only two companies that do what we do in the entire United States. Really? Yeah, we don't even have cameras inside the facility because stuff can get hacked. Really? Like, these two chicks, they recorded a TikTok video dancing around the stuff and posted it. Fired. Got found yeah. out and got fired <clears throat> immediately <throat> because it's like, no, you can't. Like, That's crazy. Jeez, secretive, huh? Well, it's not it's not secretive, secretive, but it's like other companies definitely want to know what we do and how we do it. Got a good process going. But it that's is like, that's like Willy Wonka and Slugworth, bro. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it so good, they're just like, dang, what's up with your secrets? Right. It's like, bro, I just put bolts on a frame. That's all I do, man. I'm sorry I can't tell you more. But Mr. Mysterious. It is a pretty cool concept of like a production line, start to finish. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. All right, all right. Yeah. So, like, what got you started into making the pine cone necklaces? Like, how did you, how did you even think to go to pine cones? So, the pine cone necklace is normally a festival thing, EDM, like, mm -hmm. just a music scene in general. So, I'm late to the EDM scene myself, in a way, because my wife and I's first festival was 2019. And I bought her one. It's beautiful, but for $80 for a little bitty pine cone, it seems nuts. But I get it. That company, they do all the big events. They pay the insurance, the fees. They got to pay their people. So, yeah, it is going to be more costly. So, a lot of people make the pine cone necklaces? Yeah, like it's, a, it's okay. kind of like a community. There's, oh. like, as far as I know, I'm the only one in the southeast. That's right. Like a, that's a, that's like an independent artist as this. So, but there's others. And, um... You're talking about Third Eye Pine Cones, I think, yeah. was the, the forerunner. They're, they're the big guys. Yeah. Their owner, he's wild. But I did it because I live in Georgia. We got pine cone trees. Yeah. The pine cones aren't going to work here. They expand so much. And mm -hmm. so they're so strong. You wouldn't think, like, I cut one in half. And even then, it still expanded out the resin. What about, like, the younger ones where they're, like, super, they're super tight? Yeah. Well... I got some, well, there's like all kinds of pine cones. So, but like only certain ones, like for these specifically, they're just solid. It takes a forest fire to open them up and spread their seed. Wow. So, well, but I don't leave them in your car. Really? Yeah. I've had to fix a few because it's like, I told you, dude, don't do that. What, what the heat? The heat, they expand in the heat and, uh, uh you know, it, it, but it takes like a couple hundred degrees. So don't leave your kids in the car because it can expand a pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it takes a significant amount of heat to expand them, so I had to buy into um, getting some shipped to me. Okay. So it looks like you've got some crystals, glass set in them, uh, and then it looks like they're dipped in some kind of epoxy or resin. Yeah, just the resin. Got um, a nice gloss sheen to them. Very clean. Um, it's just, and uh, that holds them intact, but also, like, you could do whatever you want to them. Because I've seen some artists paint on them. I've seen, like, mural scenes. I've made memorial pieces with somebody's deceased kid in them. Oh, dang. Like actually, a picture? Yeah, or? like an actual picture. Cause, oh, a picture. Because nice. once you start cutting the entire cone, the core falls out. Mm -hmm. The frame will stay in place. So why not utilize mm -hmm. that into, like, making something else that no one else has? Nice. That's smart. What's your, uh, first of all, go ahead and put your, your social out there. So, see I'm only on Instagram, uh, copious cones and dyes. Um, 
That's all, because I... Yeah, I noticed you didn't, I didn't think I saw a website for you. Nah, I, I, I want to do a website, like but I want to do it correct. I don't want to do yeah. party, like third party type stuff, because like... Uh, no Wix, nothing like that. Well, they take a certain percentage, and sometimes yeah. that percentage is your profit. <laughs> sure, yeah. But, you know... Yeah, I mean, I've got an Etsy shop. Uh, that's, so. I mean, what's their percentages now? Well, so actually, Etsy's not too bad. Uh, Etsy, I pay 20 cents a month to list an item. Yeah. And if it sells, it sells for what it sells for. I keep the profit. However, I do have to account for shipping. Uh, they say that... Is it a monthly fee? What, Etsy? Like Etsy. I pay 20 cents a month per listing mm. in my shop. Mm. But what if you have like a hundred listings? The 20, so then you pay $20. So that'd be... $20. Yeah. Well, that's still not bad. Yeah. But I got, you know, ten, if I have 10 listings, I paid two bucks. That's not hmm. bad. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah, it's not hmm. bad. Okay. We are not sponsored by Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have enjoyed Etsy, but if you're catering to an already existing thriving niche, your customers are there. If you're yeah. trying to carve out something unique right. and stand out as like a cutting edge or a unique brand or whatever, you want to do it's your a own. little bit difficult to yeah. do on Etsy. I feel like. Well, I could do Etsy, but I don't have time. I recommend uh, Fiverr. You know, outsource, <laughs> outsource your work, man. I mean, would if you could sustain yourself solely on your craftsmanship and no longer have to go to your day job, would you? Oh, of course. Yeah. Because that's so, what my mom does. What is that? Uh, what does that look like for you to get yourself there? Or um, how many necklaces do you have to sell a month to sustain yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, probably like 30. 30? Okay. That's not, that's bad. not bad. That's not bad. Well, I feel like that's doable. Well, probably more than that. But, you know, it's also yeah. like the prices vary. I could sure. go to a show, sell three necklaces, still make a three-figure check. But also, um, I, I've done it before where I solely relied on my art. Mm -hmm. And because I had a job, they let me go. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of where I've been with the last couple months. I was kind of salty, but at the same time, if I was still at that job, I couldn't have done the Closies Fest at the Caverns. Nice. Mm. That was dope. So I've gotten to do certain shows and then still make money to pay bills. But, you know, say you have like a really good show, that means you got to work three times as hard to make back your inventory, especially with yeah. jewelry or individual pieces. And so it's like, you could have a great show, but then you got like another show in like a week. Yeah. It takes a week to make a certain amount. Sure. How long does it take for them, one of those things to dry or cure? So it, the resin takes 24 to 36 hours to cure and be fully hardened to sand down, then go over mm -hmm. and, you know, just make it smooth. But I do like... A series of them. I make like 10 at a time or 12 mm -hmm. at a time Oof. because I use the whole pine cone from start to finish. How big are these pine cones? They vary, man. I like I got a, a half cut piece that's I turn into like a giant tiki mask. It's like probably oh, eight inches long, three inches <laughs> wide, like super knobby. It looks like an old man. <laughs> but I've been sitting on that piece for a minute because like it's a chest banger. California cones, baby. <laughs> and, but, I've had, but I've had some, like the whole cone was two inches long, like a half inch, like across, like small. But I traded that with a homie down in Florida at a fest. Nice. Yep. I love the heavy trade. So like, besides like time and, and inventory and that time, what, what other challenges do you face kind of as an artist? So I'm not, so I guess a, a big challenge is modern life of having a job a wife and a child but you like to do the art thing sometimes yeah. you got to solo it out because it does take time you're the only one that can make your art you're the <laughs> only one who can do your own marketing to reach out to people to sell it so it really well, that, is just time i think i would well uh, i think other people can help you. <laughs> <laughs> i've been trying to do my own marketing and it goes okay sometimes yeah. but I think TJ had a valid point earlier that, you know, maybe you could consider outsourcing some, I mean, obviously, no, you know, you, like you said, nobody can make your art like you can, but there are people who can help you market yourself and are more knowledgeable yeah. than you are maybe at that, at least personally me, I know yeah. I make great stuff, but I don't exactly know how to get it to the, to the masses. Yeah. Well, I met one lady who gave me some information on how to trademark my certain art, like for tie-dye. Um, 
it's like one design, but I could get a good digital image of it and just sell that as like a print. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to market yourself out. But if you truly want to like be independent, there is certain steps you need to follow. Like I recommend getting an LLC. Yeah, okay, for sure. Pay your taxes because you're already sinking in hundreds of thousands of dollars in your business. While not, you know, pay for get paid for it or sure. at least get your money back. Yeah. And then you could do certain things like having a um, resale license. If I want to hook up with a certain like blank clothing brand, like mm -hmm. there's these one hoodies I love to use. It's the best, you know, hoodie ever. Mm -hmm. But they would want a resale certificate license mm -hmm. so they can wholesale them out to you because, you know, people want to pay $20 for a blank hoodie. Then I'm going to sink so much time and effort into it. I'm going to charge a mm -hmm. minimum of $75 a hoodie. Which sounds crazy, but you know. No, I mean, I'm. I just designed some hoodies this past week, and I found that uh, the cost to get my hoodie to me, like uh, in a, not a huge bulk order, was fifty dollars a hoodie, and so, and so the most I could sell them. I mean, like, I couldn't rationalize selling a hoodie for more than really seventy bucks. So that means. You know, I mean, sinking $50 to make $20 profit out of that, it's, like, it's not a sustainable business model. Yeah. So in business, what I've gathered is you always want to triple your income. Mm -hmm. So say you got $75 into a piece, you want to sell it for three times that amount. The third part's your profit. The one part is what you got, in, is like what it costs, the and, then, mm -hmm. and then your labor. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget taxes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you thought about get, uh, getting an apprentice? I don't have time for it. <laughs> I, I mean, well, so I'm a second generation artist. Okay. My mom does pottery full time. Mm -hmm. Like 30 plus years. That's experience. That's all she does. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Right? That's all. That's she does 30 she plus shows a year. Like she went to college for it, graduated. Dang. And like, uh, that's all she fun. does. I was almost born in South Florida. She was nine months pregnant with me down south doing an art show by herself. Wow. Yeah. What a boss. Gracious, right? She used to sneak into UGA to use her kilns. Really? Yeah, because she didn't have a kiln. Yeah, what a boss. I know somebody in the kiln department. <laughs> but now I'm she's... just firing this for so-and-so. She couldn't make it. She's got an exam. She was pregnant with me doing that. So I've been doing crimes since the womb, man. But no, that's, awesome, um, man. that's a hustle, like... The, and part of being an independent artist is you do got to hustle. It's a grind. You yeah. can't half step it. You got to fully you submerge no, yourself into it. Step in. Okay. It's a ride. It is a ride. But it's been cool, though, because I found my own thing. You were yeah. doing it for how long, you said? Uh, so since 2020, I guess you could say when I, but, you know, then COVID happened. Just pfft. Yeah. But even during then, um. You know, here in the South, we really didn't care. So, I mean, I did care, but also, like, I'm not sick. Let me live my life. Yeah. So after that, 2021, things start picking up. I've done sure. some festivals, done some shows, um, made a lot of cool people. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been seeing you out there. Getting, I'm out there, man. I'm yes, trying. Proud of you, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, when you're not working, making art, taking care of your family. What do you like to do for fun, man? Well, I grew up in the woods, so I, obviously I like being in the outdoors. I like fishing, I like hiking. Yes, sir. Like fishing's fun. I mean, I grew up fishing, you know, your grandfather teaching you how to do stuff, but yeah. there's also a lot of life lessons in fishing. Patience, man. Patience, <laughs> dude, I, I love patience. I'm, I'm an extremely patient man, given history and You've definitely got a calm vibe. Thanks. Well, once you go down certain paths and you get thrown into the abyss of things, you kind of learn to like, all right, take a step back. Slow down. Slow your roll, <laughs> man. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, fishing, being outdoors, like I said, I grew up in the woods, like can't see your neighbors. We had a field, had parties, uh, art studios. Um, That's awesome. No people watching what you do. So mm -hmm. you do whatever you want. You go camping often? I love camping. I'm going to rig up my truck to have a truck bed tent with a ladder rack as a platform on top of that. Oh, dang. Like, I like them to the top? Well, I mean, so growing up in the art world, I used to stay in hotels, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, four-star hotels, like, right on the beach. But then times got harder, so we started camping. And then camping's <laughs> fun because, like, for one, it's cheaper. You're outdoors. You're not oh, stuck man. in You're not confined to a space. 
you find a good spot and just have a good time. You don't need your phone unless you want to take pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely benefits to unplugging. Oh, for sure. Easily. <laughs> Especially, like, say you camp on a beach or yeah. camp near a beach. I never camped on a beach. Really? I used, to, I used to sleep under the pier in Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed many at many nights, many nights. <laughs> we stayed at one in Virginia Beach. Um, and Santa Fleas were complaining about me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not living room. <laughs> so this raccoon came down a tree, right? Stole my mom's freshly opened can of Coke. Walked right up the tree. We just watched it like that little. Like, I thought you might tell a joke. <laughs> no, no, this is no. My my true stories are better than jokes because like it's just weird circumstances of my life I can make fun of, like getting robbed by a raccoon. One of my favorite comedians is uh, uh, Gabriel. Uh, I think Iglesias. Iglesias. Fluffy. Fluffy. Yeah, and and I, what I like about him, he just tells stories, dude, and, and it, like. Uh, He's so awesome. Yeah, uh, one thing. I, one thing I said to my wife the other day, and I was like, "Reality is stranger than fiction." You, you know, like I have that on a painting at my house. Nice. Yeah. What really goes down is crazier than the shit that they distract us. <laughs> Nobody understands. Like my birth story alone is interesting enough. Can I tell it real quick? Yeah. Okay. Come so on, I was, so I was born in a house. My dad had went out for drinks with some buddies. My mom's her water broke at some point. Uh huh. But I was gonna be born at home anyways because my yeah. parents were just broke artists. Like, like, the, like the term starving artists was them. Waterbird. Uh -huh. So my dad's a drummer. My mom does pottery. So oh, I'm nice. so, dad comes home a little buzzed, obviously, and my and his wife's just like he's coming, he's coming. <laughs> so he sits down because you know there ain't nothing oh, he can coming. do. He puts on Duke Ellington III's record. Word? I'm named after Duke Ellington III. My middle name is Ellington. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's an honor, bro. It Thanks. is. Yeah. Especially from the Big Mouth series. If he's really <laughs> like that, then I'm like, all right, I'm in. So mom gives birth Hilarious. on this disgusting burgundy floral couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. They took pictures, which is even more gruesome. So I've seen my birth. Is that the placenta or the pattern on the couch? <laughs> so much blood. So the midwife comes, does her thing. Mm -hmm. And what my mom paid her for, you know, doing it was a set of pottery dishes. Wow. What? There was no physical money involvement in my birth. So do you have a social security number? I do. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, really I'm registered, I'm registered, but no, I didn't have a first name for two weeks. We got a wild one. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have a first name for two weeks. Didn't have Took a doctor. two weeks to name you? My first name. Yeah. Which was Andrew, but, but they knew Ellington. They knew Ellington first, obviously. So and then uh, didn't see a doctor for like a month. Got jaundice, stuck me in a window. Let me sweat it out. Take me back. Start getting sick again. Put me back in a window. Yo. <laughs> like bro, when I mean broke, I mean broke, man. No money, no none. So fast forward to when I'm old enough to go to like go to art shows, which I've always done since birth. Go to art shows. Um, that's been a part of my life and my dad being a drummer like uh, I got to travel with him I was in a punk rock circus band when I was five Word? punk rock circus punk rock circus band <laughs> called the big top downtown Athens Georgia at the 40 watt I was five my grandmother made me this monkey suit but it wasn't really looking like a monkey but I'm on stage at five years old in the 40 watt club you're uh, dancing right yeah I'm dancing right next to my dad <laughs> Bro. it was like a legit circus like the lead singer's name is Jim Stacy he's still around he's the corn dog king of Atlanta what he looked like the opera clown glizzies on oh, no, glizzies or hot dogs Nah, he makes like corn dogs that are like this big, like this big around. Like he's he's a he's I a wild had, dude. I wish we had video. Hey, and then they had Mr. Big Head, which was like a four foot wide paper mache head, like a mafia boss. The guy in the leopard leotard uh, played bass. There was a monkey with a cup, and nice. you know, folks would put. Nope. I wasn't allowed oh. near the crowd. I was like, oh wait. <laughs> no, nah, I looked like a little bear. I looked like a tiny little bear. They had uh, circus performers. They had this set of twins that were like 85 years old, and they were contortionist. 
from, wow. from like the Ukraine. This was legit circus. Dude, from Athens Ukraine. back in the 90s was popping. Yeah, my, like, it poppin'. was. My, Tupac came to Athens. Dude, my mom saw shit tons of bands come through Athens. When she, she might know... She might know she, some yeah, of the bands yeah. of my dad. Uh, yeah, she, she saw uh, R.E.M. Uh, uh, I don't she know. She definitely saw, knows who my dad is. Then. Yeah, um, she might. That's crazy. It's a small world. Like, it, dude, it really is. is. Um, What's Blood, your dad's name? His, his name is Aaron Phillips. He's a drummer for Bloodkin. He was a drummer for Redneck Grease Deluxe, Jack Logan and the Liquor Cabinet, the Wide Receivers. Love these names. Dude, I love these names. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that, I was a Wide Receiver. Me and my dad counted how many CDs he's drums for it was over 30. dude really seriously yeah and he's so he acts like it's not a big deal it's like dude you're on 30 cds renowned like he's been all right man he's been drumming since he was 13. been smoking weed since he was like 14. gotta have some skills it's crazy how many parallels i find between (laughs) your family and mine like uh i my my grandfather raised his family off of paintings and yeah uh, yeah i mean starving artist though was definitely a thing and uh definitely. it wasn't until uh i think my mom's generation that everyone started going to college or well i guess mm. my grandmother and grandpa did too but it's definitely a generational thing because yeah. i've noticed the, the trend. art the art runs through the veins bro mm-hmm. yeah that's it so my mom did go to college for it yeah at marshall university in west virginia do y'all know the movie we are marshall uh, thundering buffalo yeah. yeah or no the thundering herd thundering herd so that movie my mom was a junior then really? when that situation happened she and she described it as everybody was depressed like you could feel the vibe throughout the entire college because you know plenty of 18 19 20 year old college kids die on a plane and like it's a small college athens is huge yeah. it's a small college so everybody felt that, but she went to there for production potter. She was a, a production artist. She can crank out 36 mugs in like an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. Then again, that's what 30 years of experience of doing. Like. Dude, like, so <laughs> me going to all these shows, it's definitely opened me up to like, cause for one, I'm traveling all over, been to Chicago, been to Alabama, Florida, both Carolinas, uh, Ohio. How do you find shows to vent at? Um, for me personally, I've been really fortunate to meet like uh, Courtney, the the Sea Spirit lady. She's super dope. She does stuff for Reflections. She has put me on a lot, but I've also just been around. You just mm-hmm. talk to people, you get to know people, you hand out business cards. Mm-hmm. And then, so I do, I do about maybe two shows a month. Nice. But also like just knowing how to integrate into the art market because I could do what my mom does and just do festivals, like regular art, craft mm-hmm. festivals. But for my vibe and what I put out, it might freak some people out or it might be like, you know, and it's not really my thing, you yeah. know, it's because like, it's a very exclusive market. But with the tie-dye, that bronze my market. Mm-hmm. You can do regular festivals. But I think like we're all seeing a time where people can't afford to go buy private art or you know homemade art. Those who can afford to buy art right now are definitely few and far between. And they're being very picky. That's the thing. Like, like when you go to these shows, it's open to the public, but these artists got to pay a fee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You pay your fee, which on average for a week long show at a, is like three fifty like $350 to $500 for a 10 by 10. But if you don't have enough inventory to make that back, you're gonna, you're gonna suffer. So for my mom, she has shelves, all kinds like giant platters, uh, like the stuff you cook with And For me, I gotta have a uh, racks of shirts, hoodies, uh, tapestries and a display for all my jewelry. I can't just sell five necklaces. Mm-hmm. So I have to have a plethora yeah. of necklaces. I have all like all kinds of styles and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But, yeah. Yeah, I got a I got a clay bowl, and it's literally one of my favorite bowls ever. <laughs> I got I use if I could use it every day, I would. So my, yeah, I haven't talked to you about that. My mom makes turtle bowls. Really? This is from the '90s, where it's like a regular bowl, but it's got like feet, hands, and like a cute little <laughs> head, and it's upside down, so it's like on its back. Okay. But nah, like uh, growing up in the art scene, I've seen my mom have to go with the times. 
artists, you know. You gotta cater to you gotta, everybody. I mean, yeah. especially when you're trying to make money. Like, not really cater, but like, what's in style? Because mm -hmm. she used to do the old school, like, uh, sponge work, like circle squares, like that typical 90s. Mm -hmm. But that's so tedious. You know, it takes you 20 minutes to do yep. one piece, whereas now we just uh, dip them into like 10 gallon buckets of glaze. Ooh. And it's called a stoneware, so it looks like something for a cabin or a beach house or, you know. Wow. She has eight colors, you know. Consistent then. Well, if you, so if you check out some, some, some people that do pottery, they have two color designs. She has eight. And then she'll like integrate all the colors and do special pieces. Back in 1997, my mom's studio had burned down. That's crazy, man. Uh, one, one of the artists that I really uh, like, his name is Android Jones. Yes. His, his studio yeah. recently. Dude, right he had now. a big studio, yeah, he, man. Yeah. That was so sad. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, as an artist, I'm pretty meticulous with my space. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes I wonder, are people burning down these artist studios? But <laughs> Nah. Uh, you think well, it's just the result of... So my mom's had multiple studios throughout her life. Uh -huh. Like the, we lost our house in 2010 due to the recession, but she had she lost her studios as well. Damn. But 97, one had burned down. We lost two kilns, probably $12,000 worth of pottery. But you know, insurance covers stuff, but yeah. it's like, she had a show like the following weekend. Damn. So now she has like a half a van of pottery, which ain't nothing. Yeah. Because I've driven for her with a fully loaded, uh, like, I guess like a cargo van, slap full, you know. Mm -hmm. But like, so that sucked. But now she has a two bay car garage, two kilns, her tables, her extruder, her wheel, shelves. Like, she's got it hooked up. Meticulous with that. Go, mom. Mm hmm. She does, probably works 12 to 14 hours a day in her studio. Like, that's uh, dedication. Does she have a Instagram social? She does. It's um, Fun Stuff Pottery. It's this lady nice. with uh, nice. long hair and always wearing glasses. Um, okay. She does all the cookware stuff. Nice. Like coffee mugs. Cool. So y'all go check out Drew's mom's. Y'all be sure to go Please. check out Drew uh, at Copious Cones on Instagram. That's mm -hmm. pretty exclusive. But if you are looking for some sick tie dyes or some heady pine cone pendants, for you or your fam for the holidays, definitely hit him up. Send him a DM. Gotta tap in. Thank you tap for in. thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming to hang out with us. Stay tuned, cause we're gonna be on some other segments. So. Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to come back. Yeah, no, we're not done for the day. <laughs> All right, here we are. Time for our gratitude and affirmation section. Grateful, 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 grateful. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> so the friend. Who wants to start? I'll start, I guess. Um, my gratitude list consists of a very few things. Uh, one is my wife and son. I put them together as family, so. Uh, creativity of expression, like how I uh, express who I am as an artist, because uh, you can go to school and be directed towards a direction, or you can take your own direction. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you get told what to do by whoever. I don't have anybody to tell me what to do or what color scheme to follow or what design to do. And then lastly, uh, I'm very happy to be in a open-minded state of mind. The more you grow and older, uh, you become more mature and more aware of what's going on around you. Because some people are so stuck on themselves that they don't look around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially you being a parent, you gotta be aware. Dude, <laughs> man. Like, so we tried the Montessori school thing. Oh, C yeah. Couldn't do it because it was so expensive and time wasn't there that we yeah. got into a free public where there's more kids, more like social experiences. So mm -hmm. I gotta think about those kind of things yeah. on top of everything else. Who he's hanging out with, that's like. Like, who he's hanging out with, like, because, you know, you become who you're around. Yeah. That's a fact. So surround yourself with good people. Yes, sir. What you got? Really, I'm grateful for my family, my friends, uh, my spiritual network. I'm grateful for this new job opportunity that look, seems to have come my way. It looks like I'm on, on my way to becoming a field supervisor 
for patio enclosures. So if y'all need a sunroom built, <laughs> hit me up. If yep. you're trying to grass, grass, yes, modify sir. your house <laughs> and make it get better, uh, hit me up, definitely. That's gonna be interesting for you. Yeah, right. it yeah. will be. I've uh, Lately I've been subcontracting and doing cabinet installations and services as well as my own handyman stuff on the side, uh, which has left me a lot of free time to focus on music and art. That's um, good. That's but good. the inconsistency, you know, has made it difficult to budget. And so, uh, once again, <laughs> I am returning to the corporate workforce. But uh, this time, really, with just putting my best foot forward and, and investing in myself and my family and uh, trying to make the world a better place and build some beautiful sunrooms. So I really hope I get <laughs> this job pans out. You never know who you're going to meet doing that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, I recently applied to the Earthship Biotexture Academy Ooh, right. in Taos, uh, Arizona, or New Mexico, uh, where they teach sustainable off-the-grid building techniques. Nice. And I've gotten one letter of recommendation and another from my uncle. And so when I send those in, hopefully I'll be spending 30 days in the spring in Arizona. Yeah, well, congrats. Good luck. I hope you, I hope you, I hope you get it. I'm yeah. telling you. That sounds pretty you. sick. Bring that back. You'll <laughs> be able to use that. Right. My list is pretty short. Nothing too crazy, but I'm going to... Follow along with what y'all said, family for sure, gratitude uh, for this life that we have. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, a lot of the times we're worried about the future and, you know, too focused on the past to enjoy the present. So, you know, just being mindful of where we are and just being appreciative for what we got. Right. So, I mean, that and, you know, new experiences. I'm trying to look for a new job myself. I mean, I've been here for like two years in my corporate job, so... You know, mm -hmm. a, little, a little change of pace would be nice. So, definitely gratitude and affirming that I will find one. By yeah, the end yeah, of this yes, year. you will. Dude, DJ <laughs> helps people find jobs. Honestly, I, I think your skills could be better put to use somewhere else. Definitely. And I think you deserve better than you have been. So, much love, my guy. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. For affirmations, what do you got? So, I just wanted to share a little something that I had written Destiny. Actions, words, thoughts, thoughts, words, actions, destiny. My thoughts are full of love and positivity. My words are kind and compassionate and true. My actions are in alignment with my identity and intentions. My destiny is unfolding. I am guided by love and inspired by life and filled with light. So be it. As above, so below. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I second that. You heard Nico over there. Yeah. <laughs> she is like a... I affirm. We yeah. affirm that. Spirit is strong. Like, uh, what was that scripture? Where, where three or more are gathered, there there goes the Holy Spirit. Yeah, when, when, uh, when two or more are gathered, two or more are gathered, there lies the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Is it two or three? I think it's two. I don't know. I haven't been in, in any uh, church setting in a while because I, I have been I, wanting to go this year and have not made it back to church yet. But you, know, you got to find a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's the music from like I, I used to sing in church. Praise and worship is like gotta be on point. All right, time for our quote of the day section. Who's gonna go first? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take this one off. Okay. All right. So. I was on Instagram the other day, mm -hmm. and this this guy named Nelson Enduimana. I'm not sure where he's from, but he's a motivational speaker. Okay. And this is what he had to say. Wise person once said, What surprises me most about humankind is that we get bored of our childhood, rush to grow up, and long to be children again, that we lose our health to make money, and then lose our money to restore our health. That by thinking anxiously about the future, we forget the present, such that we live in neither the present nor the future. That we live as if we were never going to die. 
die as though we've never left. That's fire. All right. <laughs> All right. TJ coming in strong right, with the heat. Cold. And uh, who, who is that from? Nelson Nduimana. Nelson Nduimana. Yeah. King.nels6 on Instagram. Okay. Wonderful. You? All right. So mine is a personal one that I came up with. It's more right. of a motto, but you can quote it for anything. And it goes by, keep it hippie in the streets. Keep it hippie in the streets? Keep it hippie in the streets. All right, as you, always. First, you got to find what a hippie is. Uh, you know, a person that loves peace and that, that like, loves nature and just being the, their true selves. The streets, not the prettiest place to be. So, therefore, it needs that light, you know, that, that little splash of color in mm -hmm. the dark streets to make it seem, like, more livable. Always be like sure. shine. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Like, like, keep it hippie, hippie in the streets. I'm, uh, that makes me think of like, uh, there's just like a, I mean, it happened so many times in my early 20s when living in Jack's Beach, but, you know, summer we'd be, we'd be sauced uh, in the summertime and we'd, we'd have to, to, we'd need supplies, whatever, we'd make a Walmart <laughs> run and we would be like, a flood of color inside this Walmart <laughs> and the squad just like right. people would be like turning heads and be like who are these kids and they look like fun yeah, uh, yeah. I'm definitely using that definitely. <laughs> use it use it all right uh, I've got one from uh, actually a French book Parole Zen which means Zen phrases or Zen sayings uh, by Alban Michel. <clears throat> Quel était votre visage avant la naissance de vos parents? Cohen. Like, okay, what does that mean? It means, what was your face before the birth of your parents? I don't think I can even imagine my face. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like uh, it, it was like, mine was like a comet. <laughs> I mean, like, Huh? That's good. That's a good yeah, question. Like going across. Mine was in a dark space. Like literally, keep it hippie in the streets. I was, I was coming from Arcturus. That's pretty good. That was good. And that concludes our quote of the day. Up next is our word of the day segment. Okay. So what do you got for us? It's actually a word that Copia said earlier. Plethora. Plethora. All right. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of definitions what you what you got <laughs> we got plenty definitions well so i'm actually going to combine our word of the day and joke of the day and teach you the definition of plethora through a joke all right let's hear it so i was at a funeral and someone came up to me asking for permission to say a word at the front i said of course and he stood up to say one word plethora i said thank you it means a lot <laughs> That means a lot to me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So plethora means a lot or an abundance of options. <laughs> Interesting fact of the day. Did you know that throughout the span of recorded human history, pine cones have been a symbol of human enlightenment, resurrection, eternal life, and regeneration. And conifers are some of the oldest forms of plant life on earth. Conifer. Conifer is another name for a pine cone. Cone bearing plants. Yeah, there's like all that. types of the freaking evergreen trees. So like year yeah. round, they're gonna be green. Yes, mm. they. That's me. Got some. <laughs> Shout out Evergreen UCC. Same old church Evergreen. It's cool. <laughs> they don't go into hibernation. But uh, nah. So they found. Have y'all ever had pine needle tea? I've heard of it. I really. I made some a couple of weeks. It's ago. probably like more minty. No, experimenty. It's. Uh, no, it's almost like a citrus, believe it or not. It's yeah. between mint and mm. citrus, which is, I can see like, that. which is like, I don't know if you've ever drank orange juice after brushing <laughs> your teeth, but it's like the two things you thought would never mix. Pine tea is the middle ground that's actually <laughs> super invigorating and it's full of vitamin C. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, good for you. I bet, wake you up. We can make something here in a little bit. <laughs> uh, weird fact is, it's like the precursor to a flower. Kind of like how a sunflower is. So they do bear seeds that are edible, and some, I guess, but like a. I they, guess dinosaurs ate them. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they did. They ate whatever yeah, they could. And so, like, the uh, weird thing about a pine cone is it opens and closes. 
So if it's open and it rains, mm-hmm. it's going to close. Mm-hmm. And that's how I used to seal the Georgia pine cones when I first started out. I would soak them in water and they would close and then I encase them in resin. Interesting. Wow. But they're so powerful, they break open the plastic uh, casing or whatever. It was. Yeah. So that's why you use the um, knob yeah. cone for, the, for, for my pendants. Got Small it. ones. Nice. Well. Pine cone life. Pine cone <laughs> I was going to say. Nice. All right, time now for our holidays. Yeah, yeah, I love a good holiday. <laughs> All right, so kicking things off, on November 5th, we have Zero Tasking Day. What the heck is that? So it's not only the end of daylight saving, but it's the perfect day to do nothing and just relax. I can get behind that. Yeah, enjoy, the, enjoy that extra hour that you get when nice, you fall nice. back. All right, up next, uh, on November 8th, is Tongue Twister Day. I actually happen to love tongue twisters. Okay, all right. So what, you got one for us? You know I do. So uh, I'm sure all of you have heard Peter Piper before, but uh, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I actually kind of remixed it and extended it and made it a little more difficult. So Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. All right, this is it. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, but if Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers would Peter Piper pick? Peter Piper would have picked as many pickled peppers as Peter Piper would have picked pickled peppers if Peter Piper could have picked pickled peppers, but since Peter Piper can't pick pickled peppers, Peter Piper didn't pick any pickled peppers at all. <laughs> Bro, you might as well put that on track. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I'll draft a Peter Piper remix. All right, up next, November 9th, something we can all get behind, World Freedom Day. Nice. Freedom to all the world. Yes, sir. So I've got three coming at you. Coming on November 12th is happy hour day. All right. And on this unofficial holiday, take advantage of happy hour specials all around your area. So, I mean. Well, if drinking's what you do, sounds like that's the day to do it. Yeah, if you got a local bar, hit them up. All right, the next one, November 13th is actually World Kindness Day. Nice. Yeah, so basically keep the love going. It makes sense it's the day after happy hour day, you know, after everyone. <laughs> Everybody's all hungover. You better <laughs> like, be nice. Ah, you, you're a good friend for hooking me up with that Bloody Mary and Tylenol. <laughs> Final one that we have is November 17th, which is take a hike day. You Self-explanatory. Can a, you know, take a hike anywhere, but Get out there. enjoy some of that sunlight and that fresh air. Nice. All right. November 23rd. Uh, I love this day. It's Fibonacci day. If you don't know what Fibonacci is, Fibonacci is the golden spiral or the golden ratio of 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, and it goes on to infinity. But so 1, 1, 2, 3, 11, 23 is the beginning of the Fibonacci sequence. So uh, spiral out. It's a cosmic <laughs> phenomenon, though it happens all the way from seashells to spiral galaxies. It's crazy. All right, November 25th, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, Small Business Saturday. Be sure to support your small businesses, support your homies. Uh, so go support Copious Cones, check out my Etsy shop, Mowgli Demand, and uh, yeah, show some love. Definitely. And speaking of Small Business Saturdays, on November 26th, the day after, is Cake Day. Nice. So basically what you want to do, go have your cake and eat it too. One of the, <laughs> one of the greatest holidays ever invented. Nice. All right. And uh, the last one of the month that I picked is also a food day, November 28th, French Toast Day. I happen to love French toast. You want some? You want the recipe? Get at me. I, I may be inclined to share. We're chefs over here. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. That concludes our holiday section. Y'all get out there and enjoy. All right, fam. Fall, you know, it's holiday season. We got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up. Tis the season. Yes, sir. And there's uh, lots to do here in the beautiful Southeast. Copious, you got any upcoming events where people can find you? Before we head out, what you got? So November 4th in Charleston, South Carolina, I'll be at the Striped Pig Distillery for a 360 set headlining with Notlo. Special guest is Chef Boy RB's Bromo Sapien and some homies going back to back. November 4th on the Player One Productions Instagram is where you can find the tickets. All right, Chef nice. Boy RB. <laughs> hey, Chef Boy RB goes hard. Bromo Sapien, yeah, I, I think he's local in Georgia. Nice. It's nice, dope names. All right, yeah, all right. Good names. Not low with the deep, dark, and dangerous. All right, y'all, I got one more event for you to check out. On Saturday, November 4th, from 12 to 5 p.m., 
at 572 Stokeswood Ave Southeast in Atlanta, Georgia, is the Cryptid Creatives Autumn Arts Market. There will be 30 local vendors, handmade goods, and vintage finds, food by Scrumptious Fair Catering, apple cider and face painting, a kid's play zone, an all-ages craft station, and uh, free vaccines and COVID tests. Wow, it sounds like the behemoth of all fall festivities. <laughs> it, it should be a good time. I've vended Cryptid Creative events before. Uh, they're a great organization, and uh, uh, they do events all, all over Atlanta and really give the local artisans a platform. So, yeah, I'm rocking with them. All right, definitely go support. Finally, another event coming up. We have a, the writing group is putting on a show and tale. That's the Fulton County Library. Basically, you bring an item from home, and what you do is go back to your childlike roots and basically have an old-fashioned show and tell. That's Tuesday, November 14th, 6 to 7. But you have to register, so go to fullcolibrary.org. Thank you once again. Another episode in the books. Yes, sir. Got it logged. Yo, appreciate y'all tuning in. Definitely follow us on our Instagram. At Free Alternative Media. Be sure to check out Kobe's tone.